For the last three years, we have kept the podcast advert-free and avoided going down the Patreon page route, ensuring our content is always accessible. Tom and I set up the podcast to promote athletics in Scotland, inspiring you to get the best out of yourself. Now, we want to ask you to consider supporting the newly formed charity, Athletics Trust Scotland, through either fundraising, donations, or even a gift in your will. ATS is working in partnership with Scottish Athletics, aiming to remove barriers faced in our communities and change lives for the better. The Trust wants to support talented athletes from disadvantaged backgrounds, expand the recreational running networks in Scotland, and create more opportunities for people to get active in our communities. We would hugely appreciate you supporting the charity through leaving a donation, along with a comment that we can read out in the podcast, but only if you wish. For more information and to support ATS, please visit athleticstrustscotland.org.uk forward slash donate. On a personal note, thank you for continuing to support Tartan Running Shorts and hopefully together we can improve people's lives for the better. Episode number 165 of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan and myself, Kyle Gregg. So, Tom, we're both we're both standing tonight, eh? It's like, do you know what it feels like? It feels like when we're sitting at a we're sitting at a bar having a drink. Yeah. Having a, I think I'm having a what am I having? A brew right now. What are you on, Tommy? You know, I'm on a bit of a disappointment one tonight. I'm on a Jade, which is a it's a blonde four and a half percent, but it's it wasn't, it was desperate times. Desperate measures the other day. I was in the I, our usual place where I get beer was shut, so I ended up going to the like local supermarket and just getting it was that or or Heineken. So ah, oh, jeez, oh. fine. I, I tell you what. Well, why don't you tell the listeners about um, your weekend, which was also associated with alcohol, and uh, it sounded. I, I mean, I think on behalf of all the listeners who certainly like a drink, like myself, we're quite jealous at the moment. So tell us where you were and what you were doing. Yeah, it was it was an ace weekend, and I'm uh, I'll ramble on because we've got so we've got Luke Caldwell joining us tonight from uh, Fresh Up listeners who may not be familiar with Luke as, as you were for most of other guests because and honestly we we were aware of Luke from his, some of his Commonwealth efforts at, um, at Glasgow, but apart from that, honestly, um, it's really really excited to chat to Luke. So he's joining for 15 minutes, um, but before that, yeah, I had a. Um, we're in the Champagne region for a weekend, which was which was class. And I'm gonna let I'll keep it running heavy. Let's this is a running well, podcast. But it's, it's just a, yeah, well, that there's a challenge. <laughs> there, there is a challenge. That's a once, that would be expensive. When, once we get uh, you know a major sponsor, then we can do those sorts of um, the champagne mile. I love it. What I mean, yeah, that's that's sure glorious. Can, so actually, I could because uh, we we visit so we went to a place called Epernay. Which is known as the the capital of Champagne or, Ch- or Champagne in French, and it's the Avenue de Champagne in in Epernay has got all these massive Champagne houses. Like so, the traditional house, and this is not where the vineyards are; they're, they're all around the, the, the countryside, of course. But these big stately houses that the because they're all traditionally family owned um, affairs, and so we went to you know you've got Moet and Chandon on there. Uh, what's it called? The um, the the Vendue, is it? And then anyway, Boiselle was the one we, we visited. Boiselle, which was a uh, quite a high end one, and the tours are just crazy. You know, we went so we went to we visited two houses for the cellar tours, but we went to five different uh, champagne houses just to do some tastings and stuff. But the cellars, I mean, you've got like the one we went to was what, ten meters below the surface. The one was at twenty meters underneath the surface, and oh. there's just like you know 
thousands, tens of thousands of bottles of champagne down there. And it's it's amazing. Um, we, anyway, we learned about the champagne process, drank a lot of champagne, which was cool. But what was what was particularly interesting from a podcast perspective for the listeners was, so I went running, I ran it, oh, I exercised every day right there, but I went for a run to do, uh, I was doing like a hilly fart like one day. And I thought, right, I'll just run out into the, run out of town into the countryside. And I tell you what, I can't wait to go back there and the, like when the weather's a bit better. I just went out there in a pair of, it was a pair of Brooks Hyperion Tempos, pretty slick soul. Um, yeah. But actually, do you know what? Between these uh, vineyards, all, you've got these like so such immaculately like um, laid out uh, vines. But there's these emit paths all the way around them. I mean, it's an absolute crisscross of paths. And I, you, I imagine you must be able to run for absolutely hours on those paths, just weaving wow. off. It's just amazing. You're just surrounded. I, I went up a couple and I got, you know, I was just slipping and sliding over the place. But you've got these just amazing. You've got like, you know, in the summer, it'll be even more incredible with the leaves on them, all the, the vines and the grapes on both sides. So, um, yeah, really good. And I, and uh, I was just, I was amazed at how many people I saw running as well. Just everyone, loads of people out running on the roads and the, the well, the country roads and and on the in the vineyards. And I'm really now quite keen to see if I can find a cheeky wee race amongst oh, the vineyards in the, yeah. in the summer. Oh, of course, so, you got so the, the. So you went. So did you go for the champagne or did you go for the running? We went for the went went went, went, went champagne thinking. Huh. Oh, look at that running track over there. Uh, I could run for miles. <laughs> went, was, uh... went for the champagne. I'll go back for the running. Put it that way. It was, <laughs> but you know what? The even like you go for like a drink uh, in the evening and you get uh, or a dinner and I guess you know I like it when you go to a region really discover like a real regional product. There, it's just such a singular sell and you know you obviously got that appellation d'origine protege the aop which is the region why it's protected and the geography was all really interesting about the way you've got this sort of limestone layer underneath and here's an interesting fact for you not running related so the cell the cellars are, are between 10 and 20 meters deep because that allows them to be at a constant temperature and a constant humidity year round so oh. about 12, 11 12 degrees celsius 85 percent humidity solid um but because you've got this like limestone um, layer beneath the surface, beneath the, the soils and whatnot, and that also allows to give crazy good drainage of the soil. But what's um, and of course also the rolling hills and allows for good good uh good facing of sun. But what I, when I was out, I went out on the bike on the just for a, a nice leisurely spin. One of those rides where you're stopping every five minutes to take a picture, and again yeah. just cycling like quiet roads, rolling country hills. It's just a, it's a great spot. So listeners, if you're looking for a race. I know a lot of people talk about the marathon du Medoc, but yeah, I tell right. you what, if you can see a race, if you get a race in Champagne, get involved because it's uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm really blown away by the place, and it was good for us. Two hours from Paris, so happy yeah, days. Um, oh, nice. So, so, so did, you yeah. taste, did you taste Champagne and uh, you know while you were going around the the cellars or how, we did how we did indeed. So we were so we most of the houses they present you with two or three different champagnes to taste. So we had a. Uh, so, for example, one of them you, you would get, uh, typically we get one of their vintages, which 2012 is, it seems to be the vintage they're all selling at the moment. Yeah. A vintage, champ- so champagne, the way champagne's made, God, we're really off running here. And I tell you what, I'm also, I love this sort of chat. I'm also, right, I'm, I'm also hanging myself out here for some smart-ass listener to tell me how wrong <laughs> I am about some of this stuff. But the way, the champagne's really interesting, the way they, they make it with the, so your the fermentation the, the, there's like two weeks of fermentation that they, they start off with bef- um, before they put it into the bottles. And once it's in the bottles, they allow it to ferment for 
quite a long time with um and you get this and they have them sort of arranged almost vertically and they just rotate them to let the the sediment settle down to the neck of the bottle and then yeah. years later they do do they degorge it so they remove that with a bit of a freezing process but what's quite interesting with that is for, for it to be a vintage champ for it to be a champagne i think the, the appellation rules are it must sit in the bottle for 15 months before you can degorge it because once you remove the sediment which is then it will stop uh, aging and 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 become yeah. And uh, I guess increasing in, in its you know, value and flavor and all that. Yeah. But for a vintage, it needs to be three years. Now, one of the places we were at was uh, Boiselle. They were, they were in 1834, they started out. And they, they had bottles of champagne down there from the 1870s. Probably. Now, some, some of them that were some of them that were degorged already, so had a cork on them. Because when you put the cork in it, it's solids, or you've already removed the solids. It's, it's almost like trapped in time. Um, but yes, yeah, some wow. amazing stuff. And it's, um, anyways, how yeah. They, how much would they cost? I have no idea. No idea. I mean, the insurance for that street must be crazy. It's like when you go up to Speyside and you've got all these huge, uh, huge uh, high value insurance stuff. But it was anyway, it's very interesting. And for someone who doesn't know much about champagne, I was drinking some some of their vintages, some of their um, uh, Blanc de Noir, Blanc de, um, was it Blanc de Blanc as well? All these different yes. types of champagne. So, uh, and you go out for dinner and you get a, the guy said, like a, a glass of champagne or Coupe de Champagne for. And a pair of teeth, and you get yeah, okay, please have a look at the menu. Oh, really? And you get a hundred, you get a menu with like a hundred different types of champagne on it, and they're ready to roll with all of them per glass. Wow. It's just it's amazing. Uh, amazing. Oh. How, how many bottles did you take home? Uh, picked up six bottles. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> different, so different, different mm-hmm. places. Yeah. Amazing. Indeed. Oh. So we'll we'll save one for the next TRS uh, get together. <laughs> well, the next time one of us do, do well in the race, we'll uh, you, well, I mean, I I can't, but you can toast for on behalf of us both. Eh? But so anyway, it was really good, good, really good weekend. And also back, um, my knee's in good shape. So I was able to go out running, which is great. I'm feeling much better. Had a, a bit of a good run today as well. But speaking yeah. of keeping us back on the running, I want to hear the hilarity of your uh, your treadmill story in the weekend. Well, my, I tell you what, my weekend was nowhere near as exciting as yours. I was, uh, well, Saturday morning. Let's start with Saturday. Why, why don't we? So I was lining up to do a, you know, Storm, what's his name? Begins but with I'm, M. Uh, Malik. Malik was it Malik, Malik this one Malik, Malik. Like that. Uh, so he decided to, to to kick off on Saturday morning I thought well I'm not going out in that no way am I going out in that so I went into the tread I went onto the treadmill Debbie by my side the kids were uh, getting babysat um, at grandma's so it was nice. like right here we go this is this is a, a wee date this is like the first time we've actually had we're able to work work out together without any kids albeit in the garage which isn't very hugely romantic uh, and there was no no champagne involved that's for sure <laughs> uh, so uh so i decided right i'm going to do four by 20 minutes and i'm going to kind of stick to around about half marathon to to marathon maybe not marathon pace but um i mean obviously treadmills you've got good conditions it, it was at one percent so i was averaging them sat sat around the sort of 520 mark um nice and i was just i felt really good you know i've, I've I've started to feel like I'm getting into shape and I've got a bit of spring back in my step. And I don't know why, I don't know how, but one of the things I'm thinking, it's because the last two two or three years, obviously having kids and they've, uh, you know, sleepless nights is probably one of the biggest factors um, mm-hmm. in lack of consistency with, tra- I mean, I've been training, I've always ran. I've not really had any big days or weeks or blocks off running. Um, so that consistency's been, been, you know, it's cer- certainly been there. But 
the lack of sleep's not, or the, the the lots of sleep hasn't really existed in the last two or three years, and I'm starting to get sleep again, and I think I'm recovering quicker, and I'm nice. more energetic and far more productive during the day. And it sounds all it sounds great, but you know it's still got its challenges. But um, so I feel like I'm able to start just working up the mileage and starting to get really good intensity, but not compromised sleep if that makes sense um so yeah so i think saturday i mean it was okay it was on the treadmill but i've been running on the treadmill i've got an indication of you know the pace and the intensity the effort that yeah. I've been, because you've got a metric there whereas outside the conditions can be quite different so i know for sure that i am a lot fitter based on the run i did mm-hmm. um, at the given pace i was doing so uh i get i get third my third 20 minutes i thought i feel great got one more to do i've got um the athlete special youtube of you your man do you watch that the athlete special guy i can't He's, say i do um a brooks beast guy oh um what, not josh Kerr, was it no it's not josh uh was it brooks i think it was him was he anyway who cares um so i was watching him and i get quite in, the tin man elite i was watching some of oh, those i'm a big i love the tin man well. elite. they're great like, I've never really... Great content. ...been inspired by, like, if you're watching people do... I mean, this is sad. I, personally, if I was looking, if I wasn't a runner, I'm running, watching people running sessions. People would be like, what are you doing? That's Why are you inspired by watching people run? But it does. It really psychs you up. It really gets you going in it. You, you watch the way they run as well, and I think that helps your technique too. Um, certainly for me, it made me quite relaxed. Um, so I get to my 20th you know, my, my last 20 minutes of, of my session. And in the last two minutes of the session, Debbie's like, crack the, crack the speed up, crack the speed up. I'm like, all right, okay. I'm dying a wee bit, but okay. So I, I, I crank it up all the way up to it maxes out at like sub five minute pace. And I'm like feeling, I'm feeling about to fall off this treadmill, but I can't because there's a massive cupboard behind me, which is not good practice. For I was going to say safety first. This is a not endorsed by the health and safety <laughs> yeah. side of TRS. That it's a risk I'm willing to take because there's not much space in the garage. Uh, so, and then I feel I, I see a flicker of light, and I thought, oh god, the lights are starting to flicker. And then boom, power get power power outage. Everything just stops. Athlete special stops. My treadmill stops. I stop. I almost go over the the treadmill display display and and that was it you know i like got a big scare and i was okay like you know but i was just expecting you know waiting for me to just go right over the edge into the tv screen um and and that was it but i was so 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 happy because not i mean it sounds really bad you know i'm so happy that the power went off but i was just so happy to get my session done (laughs) (laughs) but that's amazing how many times have people in the last like 30 seconds of a big session like that you're just like you can, especially if you're outdoors. You know, you're just looking at your watch every what feels like every minute, but you, it's actually every like two seconds just to yeah. see where it is. And uh, yeah, for you, jackpot, you get that early finish that everyone's exactly. after. You know, I don't think it was. I think it was me who stopped the power that was going that fast. That's what I think. But I think yeah, I, actually, so yeah, it might have just been the treadmill was drawing too much power. Exactly. Yeah. And that was it. Cook. You know, nothing to do with the storm. But then saying that. The power was out for like until last night. <laughs> so we stayed at grandma's and uh which was you know with, with two kids. It was it was it was interesting. Uh but we're back home now, power's on, as you can tell, you know, the podcast is live. I was gonna say so. 
bloody hell that's we've been quite lucky even with these two outages you've had with the with, with the storms recently trs has remained unaffected <laughs> <laughs> so i'm hoping that reset my internet connection and oh, it's yeah. actually, well, you know, it might, it might that's true smooth episode with no interruptions eh? mm. well speaking um, of a, a smooth episode our guest is now in the waiting room so i'm going to bring in luke caldwell um who's fresh off the back of the of an incredible 211 at the houston marathon so let's let's bring bring luke in Hey Luke. Hey Luke. How you doing? How's it going? Thanks for coming on the show, Luke. Uh, you, you, I think you're the first guest that's not actually been on mute when we've started to say hi. So, you know, congratulations. <laughs> you're also. I think you're the first guest, uh, and you are you in you're in the US right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So first guest as well to dial in from the US. So oh, before, yeah. I, so we're thank you for coming on. I, I mean, we're, we'll. We've teed you up as we've teed you up off the back of that impressive run at Houston, which was amazing. But really, what it struck us since it happened, we were discussing about it offline before you came on. How the Scottish running community suddenly—I mean, you've obviously you've run the Commonwealth and whatnot, but uh, you're you've been a bit of a, a man out in the out in off the beaten track as far as the Scottish circuit is concerned. So, what, let's rain it. I'm going to go straight to the, the 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 original question: How did you get into athletics and? And what's your how you're a Scottish athlete? Where does that come from? Yeah, okay. Um, so I got into athletics at school, I guess. Um, I got persuaded to do a cross country race uh, at some point, and it went pretty well. And the guy on the school team who uh, I beat was very gracious about it. Instead of uh, having a strop, he told me oh. I should come down to the running club. Nice. Um, and uh, yeah, that was sort of the beginning of it. And then, yeah, so my my dad's Scottish and all that side of my family uh, basically sort of lived in the Glasgow area okay. uh, yeah. most of their lives. And I'd never run for, I, I, I mean, I know a lot of people have a sort of identity of being Scottish or English. Um, I guess where I had a Scottish dad and an English mum, I've always sort of felt I was like, British and it's been a, always felt a bit weird to me to, uh, you know, not to. Like, I'm sure I have a lot of respect for people whose identity is, uh, yeah. yeah, Scottish or English, but I just don't feel that way. And um, yeah, and then the sort of opportunity just came up in the. My running was going really well leading into the Commonwealth Games and the sort of prospect of being able to compete for Scotland, like in my, you know, granddad's hometown. Um, Seemed pretty cool, so I yeah, I chose Scotland. You you compete you compete at the ten thousand at uh at Glasgow, and uh, yeah, I mean, and, was, five, yeah. and the five as well. I beg your pardon, double doubled as well. So so was that um how how did you how how did how was that as an experience then? You say it was obviously your granddad's hometown. How was that going to sort of home games like that? It was like really cool. Yeah, it's like the coolest thing I've ever done. It was uh, I think I was maybe one of the first uh like athletes wearing a scotland vest on the track um nice uh, my race was pretty early on in the in the schedule so um yeah i mean you know i'm sure not, none of the general public knew who i was but um it was fun to be standing on the start line announced as a uh announced as a scott and have the whole of hampton park uh, 
Yeah, oh, it'd have been amazing. Yeah, I mean, I, we we both obviously know Luke, you know you, yourself as as a fantastic runner, and um, and, and and obviously, have you always? How long have you been in America now? Then have you been there for a while? Or uh, so I was out. This time I've been out since um, about September or October yeah. 2020. Yeah, okay. So I like oh, wow. Um, but I've been out. For, I went out for two years previously to study at New Mexico when I um, when I did my masters. Yeah. Okay. Because I mean, we I had you in mind. I had you down in my head. Luke Hold was a is a sort of ten thousand distance run on the track. So it was a bit of a, you know, we I think I'd seen your name in in Scottish Marathon Project listings, but I'll, it was a bit. It came two eleven. That came out of nowhere, and that for us anyway, as, as guys following uh, athletics in Scotland. So how as mar how long has marathon been on your radar? And that is that it was is this because you're 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 obviously everyone's the same in COVID, but we've not seen much from you in the last few years in terms of race results. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, I can't really blame that so much on COVID. Um, or in some ways, since the 2014 Commonwealth Games, running sort of hasn't gone that brilliantly for me. Um, and I kind of uh, plugged away at it for, for a long time, sort of three or four years or something. And it was um, it was just not... I, I mean, I, I was still enjoying some of the process, but the, the racing was really just not giving me a lot of joy. Um, yeah. and my, my mum passed away in 2018 and after that, I don't know, I just sort of, I didn't really have the resilience anymore to kind of get out and, um, you know, put myself through another disappointing race yeah. really. So it took, uh, it took me a while to get sort of back into it and I was like slowly getting back into training and then yeah, COVID happened. There wasn't many races. Um, and I sort of decided when we moved out here that I fancied a sort of new challenge. So I've been sort of banging my head against the 5K and 10K. I always felt like there was, I had sort of unfinished business there. And I like had, had you know, I didn't feel like I'd sort of absolutely nailed one. Um, uh, but I just felt like I'd been banging my head against it for so long. It would be fun to sort of try something new where I didn't have my old sort of PBs and stuff hanging over me. Um, and yeah, so I came out here uh, for work at the end of 2020, and then I joined up with the sort of roots running crew. Um, yeah, see that. It's a, it's a talented uh, group you've got there too. Yeah, it's really yeah. cool. I mean, it's really sort of taken off um, in the last few years. Uh, on on the men's side, the group is crazy now. Um, and yeah, lots of guys with lots of experience of running marathons, and uh, Richie's got great experience coaching marathons. And I just thought, yeah, you know why not give it a go in this year's and, and sort of leading into 2022, there's a lot of spots available on, on teams. And I thought, you know, I remember saying to Richie when I started, like I'd love to just run sort of, if I could run like 2.14, I think that would give me like a decent shot of making Commonwealth Games or something like that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the training has gone super well. Yeah, uh, yeah 2.11, can't believe it really. Yeah. So what, does your, what does your training look like? Typically for in the marathon build-up, we've got a lot of a lot of our listeners are really are quite typically of running marathons and beyond. Well, how, how did don't, you? Don't give work? away your secrets, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't think we're 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 pretty open about it. Like, I don't post all my training like on Strava or whatever, but lots of guys on the team do, and I'm basically doing the same stuff. You can um, look up Noah Droddy on 
log a run and you can basically see every workout he's ever done for like the last 10 years or whatever. Um, so yeah, it's all just pretty like sensible stuff really. Um, I'd say like for me, every time I've run my best, it's always been sort of a lot of consistent training. Uh, but I would say like none of it you could look at and be like, oh, that guy's going to run really well. Um, like it, for the marathon stuff, we did lots of sort of progression runs and stuff, but we'd be, you know, the fast end of that would be like, I don't know, five, five, ten pace or something maybe, um, which yeah, altitude, I guess is worth a bit faster, but um, I didn't spend a lot of time doing, you know, more than four or five miles at actual marathon pace. Um, wow. What's your volume like, Luke? Is it, are you doing a lot of volume and easy running as well? Or is uh, So I've been sort of, because I'd not been training super consistently, like coming into this sort of training block, then we've sort of been like working up. So um, I was hitting like, I probably hit like four or five weeks of about 90. Yeah. Um, so not, not super high by by marathon standards and I think um I've I've strung together um high mileage than that before and I feel like that's probably in the in the on the cards in the future um but just I didn't want to sort of overdo it I just wanted like to have a solid block and not like mess anything up and just like you know have a have a positive experience in the race you must have I mean I've had a look at your splits and I mean firstly congrats on a negative split which is always a class. <laughs> How did you, did you go into it knowing were you confident? Right, I'm in two twelve. Was it a was it a, you weren't far off the world champs time? Was that in mind? How what was your sort of goals going into the race? It's been pretty weird. So I yeah, so I started in the summer and I really felt like you know I think I've got a decent shot if I can like put together a decent training block of getting something like two fourteen. And so I started training with the with the guys and and the guys on the team are just so good like. Um, I was, I did a decent chunk of Noah, Noah's training block leading into New York, which, um, ended up not going well for him, but like Noah's a 209 guy. And then leading into Houston, me, Frank Lara and, uh, Sydney Gidabudai, um, were all training together the whole time. And it's like, the whole time I was thinking these guys are really good. And then, but then I'm doing like most of the training sort of step for step with them. And so it starts to sort of rub off on you that like, you know, maybe you're actually in pretty good shape here. Um, and so leading into the race, everyone was sort of like Richie was saying to me, like, look, you're like basically in as good of shape as Frank and Frank's going to just go with the lead group. Like, do you want to do that? And I just felt like it's been so long since I really ran well and like had a, had a good race. I just really didn't want to overcook it in the first half and then, sort of die and blow up so i i just decided i would sort of shoot for 66 ish at halfway feeling like hopefully if i'm in less good shape than i think i am that's not like pushing the boat out too far and i'll still be able to sort of come home yeah. hold together nice. but that sort of leaves me like in touching distance of you know world standard maybe if i feel good in the second half yeah and yeah, it just went really well it must have felt amazing to, you know, once you get halfway and you, you, you don't know what's going to happen and to feel really strong. How, how did that feel? You know, was, was there? It was so, unknown territory, I guess, as well. Yeah. yeah, it was like a weird mixture of like, I kept feeling like 
like it's really been like six years since I felt like really good in a race so it, just the whole time I was just feeling like I, I feel great but then I was like in the back of my mind I was thinking like Luke you've never done a marathon before like <laughs> maybe at like 20 miles you're gonna just suddenly it's yeah. gonna hit you or like then I got to 20 miles and I'm still feeling great and I was like all right well you know just you know be a bit careful yeah um but yeah it, it was really great I'd I, it sort of all came together for me like I sort of ran my own pace for the first half and then started to push a little bit and the front group just came back to me because it just happened on the day that none of those guys sort of wanted to lead into the wind so they they were running like five tens for a while yeah and I could just see them coming back and that was really exciting and then I like me and Frank were on the front for like a couple of miles um yeah it was just really really great experience you know and to finish to, to go to a, I know it's not a major but it's a massive massive event it's as big as you get without going to major to be seventh a marathon like that I mean it's just uh I mean it's incredible the company you're keeping up there that's uh is that now I guess the question I've got as we look towards what you're doing next is is Mar- is that you got the bug for marathon is that the is that the plan oh, yeah I think so yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh I'm not saying I'll like never run another distance but I think uh yeah certainly there's more marathons on the cards yeah nice what and uh, just to stick on the racing for a minute, what what about I'm always interested about fueling. How did you fuel your your uh, your run? Yeah, so um, Richie had the, my coach had to work like pretty hard to get me into the elite field at Houston because I don't have any results for like quite a long time. Um, but he sort of stuck his neck out for me and they they let me in and so I had like bottle support um, every five k. Uh, and I was just taking on sort of like Morton's um, just trying to like take it on slow and steady really um, it's definitely been a struggle in in we've been sort of practicing it in workouts um, and I've had like issues with like Rich will be like I want you to try and take on this much you'll like draw a line on the bottle for where he wants me to drink down to and I've been sort of struggling with it in training but in the race I just tried to like really take my time over it um say like you know just hold on to the bottle for a mile if you need to um and that seemed to work out pretty well yeah yeah I've got kind of a question on your training what was your longest run did you you know did you go up to the distance or did you you know float around just the 20 marker uh I think I did so our, our sort of long runs tend to be like to time. I did like two hours, 25, I think, which is probably like 23 miles or something like that. Yeah. Okay. They tend to be like, they're not, you know, not, nothing super fast, just like steady. We sort of take a while to warm up and then run about six minute miling. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. You, and sorry, these, these are the questions on the race are still come to me. Were you, were you, um, did you ever have, I mean, as you said, the league group coming back to you, you finished, you know, only what thirty odd seconds back from the from the winner. How that must have been so incentivizing to to see that to see the race come back to you. Were you aware that's how close you were to the front, or just to a, a group? Yeah. So the um, like how the race played out, there was like a big group of like eight guys at the front the whole time that ran together, and it was slightly into a headwind from thirteen to eighteen, and that was where they they were like. 50 seconds ahead of me at 13 or something or, uh, or something like that anyway um but then they slowed right down into the headwind and I sort of I was running with a group behind and they were slowing down and I just felt like all right you've just got to go on your own here if you 
if you want to like run a decent time um and you're feeling good like just let's just you know go for it a bit um and they all came back to me so i was running with the lead group and i like led the marathon for like six miles or something from oh. like 18 to nice. 23 oh. or something plus how was that that, was a, that must have felt incredible yeah, and I really had like no expectations of that happening. I like was very clear in my mind that I was like letting the lead group go. I was just going to run my own race. So yeah, for them to come back and then when they came back, they were running five tens, and I'd just been running like you know four fifty eights or whatever to catch up with them. So when I caught up with them, I was like, I mean, I just feel in a good rhythm here. I'm just going to like carry on running my own pace. Um, yeah, and then I was just on the front for like four or five miles. It's, yeah, I mean, it was really cool. What a dream! What an absolute dream! Brilliant. Final question on the race. Um, what, what's people will be wanting to know? What shoes you're, you know, what's the choice, <laughs> what's the choice of footwear you're standing on? I yeah, I wore the next percent. Like I don't have any um nice you know, shoe support or anything, so I can kind of choose what I want, and that seems to be yeah yeah. At this, yeah, at this stage, that seems to be the default option. I think of of uh, yeah. of everyone. Yeah. Quite right. Um, well, maybe moving on a bit from the race then. So you've, you're now in a position where you've got, you're agonisingly close to the world standard. You've, you're well yeah. within the Commonwealth standard. What, how's your year now looking? Because obviously, as you said, 2022 is a lot happening in terms of championships. Yeah. Yeah, so it's slightly embarrassing, actually, because I, like, in my head, a marathon is 26.2 miles. And I was like, at 25 miles, I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get under to 11.30 here. I've just got to, like, I saw the clock and I was like, all right, 1.2 miles left. You've got six minutes. You just got to like go sub five minute miling. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not, it's 26.2195 or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> that five minute miling, that's like six seconds or whatever it is. So, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> I mean, I've only got myself to blame, but it's a, it's a bit gutting. Um, so, yeah, but I, yeah, I'm absolutely delighted. Like it's sort of a funny feeling to be like, I really didn't like, have the world's time in mind at all so uh it's funny it must, to be there. you must be in a good position though because i mean that's your debut marathon and to run that not really aiming for that time i mean obviously if you're going to go into another marathon you're going to you know reassess your targets and potentially go a lot faster so you know i, I think as a selector i would be looking at you going this guy is capable of doing a lot faster than what he did because He's just learning this, learning the craft of marathon running as well. Um, so yeah, fing- fingers crossed. You, you know, you, 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 you raise the eyebrows of of the selectors and all these events, all these major events coming up. Yeah, and I'd be, uh, you know, I'd be delighted to compete in any of them, like the Commonwealth Games or the Europeans. Um, and you know, you just, I guess, to some extent, got to see how other people run i feel like yeah. i'd probably be unlucky to not get selected at this point but um, yeah. yeah just have to see how things pan out a bit what number i think it's i don't know in front of me was it five in the all-time scottish marathon list uh yeah, I know you, you're wow. fairly fairly modest about your but speaking of someone who's got a, who's got one scottish parent <laughs> and one english parent i think uh there's a we're still we're delighted that you're hopefully going to represent scotland with a time like that um and beyond then, is there, in terms of, we talk about championships, but other, what's the, you've just run Houston, big event. Is there other marathons now you're thinking, you mentioned Noah, Noah, your, Noah Jordy did New York in the build-up. Those are the sort of events you might think about in the next couple of years? Yeah, I'd love to. I feel like with it, like in this sort of, particularly right now, like I'm, I don't know, I sort of feel like I'm spoiled for a choice. Like I'd, it's sort of a, um, 
particularly with the sort of feeling now that I have where I'm like really excited to do more marathons and um you know I'm, I'm excited by the prospect of running these championships like commonwealth games or europeans or whatever and like maybe having a crack at like next year's worlds or um or whatever going forward but yeah also just love to be part of one of these like massive you know do london or do new york or do boston or something like that um yeah i think that i guess like now i just feel like uh i'm a bit older than i was last time my running was going as well and i'm just like really excited about sort of all the uh experiences that are the, the sort of opportunities that are available you're only just oh, in your yeah. 30s now you know yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, so you're entering the peak. You're not even there yet. I mean, that's yeah. The... Right. Everyone has a different attitude when you're a marathon runner, all of a sudden. Exactly. Yeah. Speaking as a, as a pair who've just uh, uh, hit V35, and I mean, I'm still dead. I'm still knocking on the door of 2:30, and I'm feeling I'm I'm considering I'm in the we're in that zone, and Kyle has got GB uh, ultra ambition still. So we are no, no, you're, yeah. you're you're right in the right in the the peak now. Well, that's nice. Oh. Isn't it? Yeah, well, well, just before you go, Luke, um, I I know it's it's daytime, June. You've this is your break just now, so we <laughs> we're we're we're, gra- we're grateful to grab you for for half an hour. Um, we're just going to do some fartlek questions, of one word or as long as you want them to be, uh, just like fartlek. So, uh, Tommy, do you want to kick off with the first question? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, we'll keep it running. Um, rest day or recovery run. Mm, pretty much a recovery run unless like I feel really bad yeah nice what's your favourite shoe Ooh. Uh, I've probably got to say the next percent right now I feel like nice nice, nice. Um, favourite movie oh I'm terrible at this I feel like when people ask me what's your favourite movie or what's your favourite music I literally like <laughs> cannot think of a single movie yeah, I think pass, I'm afraid. So, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, you can... I've got no idea when somebody asks me a silly question like that. There's just so many things out there. Eh? <laughs> For me, I, I mean, you can. Thing you from can, Netflix, what do you choose? You can tell a lot about Runner based on what shoe they like to wear and what their favorite movie is. That's the thing. All right. Well, in that, in that case, let me go to different set, different question then. Favorite session? Oh. Uh, I like a good sort of like alternating pace like uh sort of mile on mile off or something like that um, but where the sort of offs are still like keeping it moving yeah it's a hard session that i hate what's your favorite race you've done the fa- my favorite race i've done uh i mean it's probably got to be the commonwealth games although houston is uh very close was- yeah very fun, yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll bet. Um, running hero. Oh, I tell you what, Andy Badley was my running hero for a long oh, time. Oh, Andy Badley, yeah. nice. <laughs> that is a first answer we've had. Yeah. <laughs> we've had many, but not Andy Badley. Very good. The, the park run record holder was for many years. That's right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> nice. Um, what's your um, favorite place to run? Or where, where have you? Obviously, you've you've been around the world with. Yeah, um, I tell you, I really liked. We used to do a, a long run up in the like foothills in New Mexico in Albuquerque. Oh, nice! Um, yeah, and it was just beautiful. And uh, yeah, I have a lot of sort of fond memories of that. It's all like off-road trails, sort of hilly pace. Never meant anything, but yeah, really loved that run. Yeah, nice. Cool. 
I've got a question which I'm very interested to hear answer about having you're talking about you know had a good race in six years. So the question is, what is your worst race experience? Oh, there's some to choose from there. That's sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've had like some pretty terrible experiences at Highgate. Like I think it's a just fantastic event, and I'm. Um, you know, very glad it exists. But I think perhaps like when I was living in London, I put a lot of uh, emphasis on running well at Highgate and when running just wasn't going well for me. Uh, yeah. I had a, had a DNF at Highgate and that was pretty miserable. That really, yeah. Uh, oh. Is that the night of the 10Ks? Or... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, Especially it's, when it's an audience, eh? It's like, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's not, it's not good. He's nowhere to hide, eh? But is that day. not like more people DNF than finish at Highgate? That looks like yeah. it goes out like a rocket. It's just like a sort of 10 flat, just they start dropping off. It's, part of, the, it's yeah. part of the spectating, isn't it? Yeah, that's what they like. Yeah, get everyone amped up with that giant tent, and then everyone goes flying around the first 10 laps. <laughs> uh, I think we've got probably two more questions. Um, do you drink or anything? Are you are you teetotal or what's what's your uh, I drink, yeah. Um, I don't. I don't drink a lot. Um, no. Definitely have some beers after Houston. But yeah. um, well, that's my question: is what's your favourite beer? Oh, got one. Uh, I like a sort of pale ale. There's like quite a lot of sort of micro breweries in Boulder that I'm pretty fond of at the moment. Um, yeah, it's like Avery Brewing in in Boulder. That's pretty nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Good. Nice. Uh, good plug. Um, if you had one, you could only run one more race in your career, but you could choose which race it would be. Anything you want. You could run the English National Cross. You could run the UTMB. You could run Boston Marathon, whatever. What would that one race be? Uh, oh, that is hard. I mean, I guess I'd choose the Olympics if that's allowed. Nice. Do you know what? Oh, I yeah. thought, so Steph Davis came on here and used and said that last year before she went to Olympics. Um which I at the time I thought was a cheap answer, but we've had it like three times now, so you can have you can have it. <laughs> Aye, yeah. I we also got a pretty good conversion house. rate. I think we're on like seventy percent. Was three or four of guests who've said that have gone on to run the Olympics? Pretty, <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty solid conversion. <laughs> we're we're tartan running shorts is your lucky charm, Luke. Yeah. <laughs> tartan running um, shorts yeah. is your lucky charm. So. I think yeah. we need to get a pair of tartan shorts posted out to look at yeah. just to yeah. have them uh, for a bit of tartan in, in yeah. Boulder. Well, yeah, yeah. as long as it goes with your roots, um, you know your your roots attire as well. I, I don't know if it would, but um, yeah, yeah, sure. I think I can wear yeah. you know black vest yeah. and tartan shorts. Oh, <laughs> nice, beautiful. <laughs> Excellent. I, I noticed as well, um, folk can per- the, the kit looks really cool. Um, I see folk can you can purchase some of the the kits as the kit as well. Um, do you want to give that a wee plug as well? Yeah. So um, the groups like unsupported by you know we don't have like a shoe sponsor or anything like that. It's just grown out of it. it's a project that's really grown out of um, Richie Hanson, the coach, and his wife Aaliyah, who um is a really good marathon runner and then uh, Noah and, and some other early members of the group and they've sort of just built it up from like um, from from nothing really to, to what it is now and um, part of the way the group sort of supports itself you know like some of these races particularly when you're not supporters can be pretty expensive yeah. like just to get to like in the US you know you've got to like fly three hours and stay in a hotel for a couple of nights it adds up so um, 
yeah, so they they started doing this sort of uh, merchandise stuff where you can buy yourself a bit of Roots gear and there's a sort of uh, sale going on at the moment if anyone's interested. Oh, nice. Well, you, we'll certainly link that in with our show notes. So, do you have to have a, do you have to have a tash to run for the Roots running team? <laughs> <laughs> No, but it's strongly, strongly encouraged. <laughs> nice. Makes it 5% faster. Yeah, that's what I heard. Well, I mean, when I saw how, you know, Frank's Tash and how fast he was running, you feel like, wow, maybe I need one. That's a good one but, yeah. That yeah. is a special Tash. Tom, got, Tom would love fast. to grow one, but unfortunately he hasn't got the capabilities. So. Well, yeah, I'm living in France now. I'm not sure it's the... Well, I mean, there's quite, actually, they love the big Tash over in France. So. Um, <laughs> very well, good. Right, well, well it's half yeah. an hour is almost up, so... Let's uh, let's wrap this up. But Luke, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you, and um, yeah, huge congratulations on your two eleven. And uh, you know, we're really looking forward to following your progress and certainly keeping the listeners up to date as well. And yeah, we'd love to have you back on the show if you if you don't mind, and we might yeah, align it align it to like a, a Friday night or something, so you can you know you can have a one of those craft beers. Uh, Avery Brews, yeah. That'd be pretty cool. So yeah, brilliant. Awesome. awesome. Thanks very much, Luke. Well, all the all the best for what's coming up. Yeah, we'll speak soon. Yeah, thanks very much, guys. Nice to meet you. Cheers, Luke. Thank you. Cheers, you Luke. Too. Thanks, yeah. mate. Bye. Bye. Superb! What a great bloke. Really, that was great. You know, when you've you've How's not this? met uh, quite often yeah. when we've it's relatively rare that we've never. We don't know the person who's coming on, even with like like when we've had Bucci, Steph Davis, yeah. uh, the Hawkins brothers. There's a loose awareness, but Luke, uh, I really first time I've I'd even heard his uh, even even ever met him. So yeah, that was cool. Really, yeah. Thank you. Uh, it's funny. It's uh, you, you, I've never even heard him speak. You know, and you're like you see him, and it's like, oh, what's he going to sound like? And uh, <laughs> he's probably yeah, thinking that the thinking that the same as us, but. Probably. Well, let's go. Guy, he, he definitely heard of us. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe you're a stretch if he was an interested ultra, but not me. <laughs> is, right. he mar- is, he, is he on the marathon project? Is he? He is. Yeah, yeah. according to the the old uh, Scottish Athletics uh, ah, okay. uh, website. So, um, yeah. yeah. So that's anyway very cool. Um, and we're really, uh, I'm, I'd say, looking forward to. To seeing what shapes up for him this year, um, particularly things with all these, it'd be great to see him in a Scotland vest at the Birmingham or or British vest at the Euros. Actually, that so that'd be very. Which is in Berlin, actually. I need to I need to actually speak to you because I was thinking about. I saw Berlin the other day. I thought mm, that could be an interesting uh, athletics weekend to go and watch the the Euro camps. When is it? I think it's July. July. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, we we can take that another time. Yeah. Um, right. There's one thing I put in the notes, right? Because I wanted to. I mean, mean, I keep meaning to tell you about this. Um, oh god what is it what have so, i done no no it's it's a it's a it's something i've so i finished reading a book we always like to give listeners the the heads up on uh on books and films and all sorts that we've uh we've read anyway so i've read a book called breathe the new science of a lost art which is all about um it's a guy about, from a guy called james nestor and it's all about how humans breathe now i i, oh, I wow. recommended it by a friend um well one of Fiona's friends or a wedding last year her and her partner read it. I thought I'll give, give this a read. Quite interested, you know, from an endurance perspective. I, I really enjoyed um, "Endure" by Alex Hutchinson. So I thought a couple of years ago, so I'll give this a shot. Anyway, I'm not I'm not going to dive into the science of it. I would firstly say to any listener, I recommend it's a great read. Very interesting about the role breathing plays in the in in humans and 
the role oxygen and the role carbon dioxide, et cetera, plays recovery, impact endurance athletes, breathing rates, you know, monks who could keep themselves warm in, in a lying in snow for days at a time just by their breathing rate. Anyway, I one thing it talks a lot about <laughs> is the importance of, of nasal breathing for, for athletes, but also for sleep. And it right. talks about how, you know, breathing through your nose is really important because it, it, I think it heats the air more that before it goes into your lungs. There's some uh, sort of, I think, set, particularly sensitive tissue in your nose that's, that's uh, that you, it's, better to, it's just generally better to breathe, breathe into your nose. And over time, humans are breathing more through their mouth than uh, particularly when sleeping. And that can, it's it, loads of things. I mean, tooth decay can impact the, how much you need to pee in the night, um, all this good stuff. Snoring as well. So I followed the guy. This is about middle of November. I finished reading this book and I followed what the guy did in the book. And I taped my mouth shut when I went to sleep one night just to see what, what it would happen. That was middle of November. I've taped my mouth every single night since then. Sleeping. Really? Honestly, you are. game right, changer, is... mate. It's an absolute really? game changer. I'm, I'm, I feel so much more like just, I feel so less tired during the day. I feel much more. I no sleep, I, I honestly, and I don't, I was somebody who used to snore. So Fino's getting much better sleep now. But also, I'd, you know, I'd get up for a pee in the night as any, any guy does. I'm never up in the night. I'm like, a, I'm, it's like, I feel like a child now. I'm, I'm trying to wow. get a, sleep into the night, you know, honestly. I, I, so, <laughs> I, and it's just, it's, it was the most, it's the most weird thing, but it's been a hell of a revelation. Do you know what, right? This is so, this is so weird, right? I've got, I'm, I'm not lying, I'm not lying, right? Today, I listened to the Human Outliers Performance podcast by, uh, remember your man, the 100-mile world record holder, Zach Bitter? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so he had someone on, uh, oh, what was his name? Uh, Aaron Ar- Alexander. Okay. So he, um, he, he basically, I think he's actually got a book. Um, I think it's called The, the Align Method. But he, he speaks... He was basically, you know, chatting about breathing oh, yeah. techniques, and he said exactly the same thing uh, when when I was listening to it. tape your mouth shut, um, especially people who snore, and it basically can reset your diaphragm. Diaphragm, I think, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's worked wonders for some people and not for others. Um, but it's interesting, you know, you you mention that because one thing that I tend to do, which she alluded to, was. Um, when it when it comes to uh, when you're running, if you're running easy, try and run and try and um, try and breathe through your nose, and then breathe out through your mouth, um, and that's probably mm-hmm. some of the things that you've been you've been what you've been reading as well. Um, well it's, it's that's interesting. kind of what I've started to do. And, and when you when you're unable to breathe through your nose and out through your mouth, that's when you're running too hard, which is a great mm. ex- a great way of measuring your your rate of perceived perceived exertion or you know, if you're using, you know, other metrics like heart rate and things like that, this is another way that you can measure it fairly subjectively, but it's it's quite a, a good indicator too. Um, so, wow, that's it's, uh, it's, it's funny. Crazy. It's funny you said about exercise because I did, on when I was on the turbo in December, a few times I tried to ride with my mouth shut and that was really tough uh, because in the book they do some experiments with over time to see, you know, all that. But this, I've, there's a few things I read and I've stopped, you know, had some stuff on meditation and I'm sure it's very good, but I just, yeah, didn't really find the time to do it, which is which is maybe part well, of the, one, what you're one supposed thing to do. We might do then is um, you know, there's plenty of experts out there, you know that that would certainly welcome coming on the show, no doubt. So why don't we, why don't we put into 
action and, and get someone on the show to talk all all things breathing and let me see if know, I can get it from the horse's mouth. You know, so James yeah. Nestor is a New York Times bestseller, but I'll still I'll still I'll I'll drop him a, a cold email because <laughs> but in it, I mean, firstly, I'm plugging his book for free, but secondly, exactly. I, I thought it was when I read it, I thought this sounds amazing, but it's probably bullshit. But actually, the the first night I did it, I, actually the first night I did it after after about an hour, it must I took it off. It was just weird. And then the next night, I think I woke up in the middle of the night and took it off. Just I don't know. And since then, I've got it on. So if anyone was to break into my house, like I get up and if I get up in the morning, <laughs> I'm like my mouth is completely taped shut, and I've got to peel this. I use KT tape actually because it's. I find yeah, it doesn't. You know, that's, it doesn't uh, that's expensive stuff, isn't well, it? Well, you say that if I, you buy the cat. Use gaffer tape. The cat. Well, you need. Well, don't irritate your skin on it. But if you buy decathlon own brand KT tape, but, so it's not KT tape. It's just can you. Kinesiology tape, what it was called. It's only like it's like two and a half euros for a roll, and I'm still in the same roll from mid-November. So it's if that's the cost of me getting high-quality sleep, I'm all for it. And I, honestly, oh. it's, I'm never yawning during the day. I, I just feel much more alive. It's it's a, a game changer, absolute game really? changer for me. Do you think I, it's do you think it's in your head, or do you think you've actually? No, really? I'm conv- I'm convinced by it. On, just in oh. the sense, I I I don't wake up to go to the toilet in the night anymore. And the book talks about about how, and I can't remember the exact science. Read the book, listeners. But it's something to do with the way your kidneys are secreting, <laughs> your kidneys are secreting water because of the the way you're breathing or something, and mouth breathing. There's something about that. And honestly, it's bonkers. And actually, this the other benefit is Fiona's getting a great night's sleep. Oh, I'm not I'm not snoring. And she said for her, it's it's like sleeping. It's dare I say, it's like sleeping with a different person. You know, there's like, <laughs> there's no, uh, there's no snoring. So listeners, if you're, if your partner snores, listeners, get them to shut their mouth. That's the, that's the, <laughs> the expression go. of this show. Look shut your mouth. Hey. Oh, well, there's not often we, we give you guys some wise advice there. You know, not only have you had it from Luke Caldwell, you've had it from Tommy as well. And one other bit of a, maybe not advice, but experiences I've had in the last, I was mentioning how I'm feeling a lot fitter and I'm feeling like I'm getting somewhere with my training again. I started going a bit minimal again in terms of what I wear when I run. Um, so I've been starting to basically train with a minimal running shoe, either a racing shoe, which is a minimal racing shoe, or like a, a minimal trail racing shoe or a trail running shoe. So I'm wearing the Innovate Ultra G, oh, not Ultra G, uh, 270 graphic graphine shoe which is oh, yeah. a f- fantastic shoe so i found I've, I've just felt like a bit of a you probably i'm sure some listeners will understand this but there's so many like super shoes out there and there's so many like really big clunky shoes big cushions and cushion shoes and motion control sh- motion control shoes and things and there uh, i just wanted to feel a bit more grounded and be able to just run more naturally um so i've been running with these innovates and these racing shoes and i actually feel it's making a huge difference i feel nice. my achilles is a little bit sore when i train sometimes when, when i run in them it, it sometimes feels i've got to really watch that i don't overdo it so sometimes i will wear like another shoe just to give me that extra you know less stress on the achilles um but i've really found that i've just started to strengthen my feet more which i think is something that i found has weakened in the last few years as well because i've not really been wearing any racing shoes i used to have basically when i was running my 10k pbs i would i would wear a kind of half cushion shoe i would train in a minimal shoe a racing shoe 
Um, and sometimes I would just wear my racing shoes for all my training sessions. Okay, for me, there was probably a higher injury risk, but I think it was offset by the the potential benefits of wearing that shoe and running more with a natural gait. When you start wearing a, a super shoe, it's basically a motion control shoe, isn't it? And you're determining the way you run by that shoe. Whereas if you wear a natural or a racing shoe or a minimal shoe, you're running far more naturally. So for me personally, I've actually found it's it's making a big difference in the way I run. I think it's starting to correct the way I run in terms of my biomechanics. I think I've got a little bit lazy uh, in the last sort of couple of years. So I'm, 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 experimenting i suppose but also funny, being cautious too well, you know it's funny you say that because i i'm the since i've come back from my new year with december i've only run in my um i'm doing all my runs in the uh, brooks hyperion temple which is a which is a, a sort of it's a flat with um i mean it's, it's not uh it's certainly got no gimmicks it's just got it's got that dna flash thing bruce call it but it's not as um it's not is, like the one you got me Remember, no, you didn't get me. Remember, yeah, the that's right. I think it's the new version of that. Ah. So, so, with their new foam on it, but again, there's it's just no medial post, there's no support yes. stability rails. And I, I've, I mean, I'm not doing big mileage at the moment, but I'm quite enjoying just that. And I feel like it's, um, I think yeah, just got a bit more. I, I, I think personally, I find I've enjoyed my running more wearing mm. something that's not got on all this gimmicks on it. And I'm sure it benefits your performance, but. Um, it's been the only thing I'm going to say though is that the trail running shoes that innovate 270 runs. If there's any innovate enthusiasts or ambassadors or even manufacturers, you know, as part of innovate, sort your bloody laces out. Like, <laughs> I can't tie them every time I tie these laces, they keep coming out. And I know, you know, I know how to tie laces generally, I, I know how to tie them, I've tightened them triple knots quadruple knots and they still don't they still come out and i don't know why and i've spoke to a few other innovate runners uh, not runners but in the innovate shoe wearers and they say the same thing sometimes the laces come out so sort your laces out it can't be that difficult to sort them out there must be a maybe not maybe it's just maybe it's just a coincidence but the amount of times i have to stop to tie them it's just annoying you know so there you go. That's my rant, Tom. We haven't had a rant for a while. We haven't had a rant. That's that's my rant for the We day. should definitely get Innovate on to like exactly. ask them that directly. Explain yourself. Sort your laces out. It's not a different, you know, you can, you, you've nailed the rest of the shoe, but the laces are terrible. You know, I, I have uh, on while we're on shoes in terms of shoe updates. So I did a part a couple weeks ago and I did run in a pair of the Asics Meta Racer. It's racers. like Racer. It's got a plate, but it's it's much flatter. Love it. Yeah. Really like it. It's oh, like yeah. I, I'm not sure I would do a marathon in it because I do think that the big stack is useful there. But I really like I like a low profile shoe, and I used to love running in the, the Boston. And obviously Adidas have absolutely taken you know performed heresy on on what they've done with the Boston now. But I really like I like that feeling, like you say, of being quite close to the ground. But we all love the pop of a, a plate. So having a reasonably low profile shoe with a plate is quite it's pretty cool actually. And when you're doing like five k, ten k, I think it's it's good fun. Uh, if I race, and actually, I'm going to come to you. I'm going to tell you after this what my racing plans are because they've started to oh, formulate a little bit. Um, yeah, I think I'll 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 probably go back to uh, the Meta Speed Sky for the the racing. But in terms of racing, actually, oh. so um, we know obviously we know well what you're doing. Not not um, a couple of months yet till the ACP. For me, so 
I decided, right, French 10K champs, first week of April. That's that's the challenge. Ah, boom. Easy money. But what I think was class is you need to qualify, and I've currently not qualified. Ah, so frustratingly, you need, to, you need to run 34 minutes to qualify. You ran 9 or something, didn't you? Uh, well, do you know what? I ran one. Last one. I, I, I did, but I ran 107. I ran 107.50 for 20K. So oh, that's, yeah, that's up yeah. 34 back to back, which they won't accept. Yeah. And actually, you frustratingly, won't. they won't on. accept it. I know it's nonsense. And the problem is, so Langland, only four people at Langland have qualified because everyone was doing marathon last year. So there's a bit of a race to get in to get entries. Now, the, the window, the qualifying window is until the 20th of March. And uh, so I'm, I've entered a race. I've entered a race at the end of March, on the 20th of March, actually. The Aubergine, 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 I'm, I'm butchering this, Aubergineville 10K, which is about half an hour outside of Paris. Happy days. Right. And I hope the 10K champs itself is in uh, Boulogne-sur-Mer, which is just outside Calais. Now, what's cool about the 10K champs is it's at 8 p.m. on a Saturday night on the roads. Oh, yes. That's class. Oh, it's going to be full of geezers. Uh, so, happy days. So, well, it's exactly so. It's race then go on the go on the beer. So it'll be a nice weekend yes. away. But it's it's good because it's you know me. I've re- I've wrestled with marathon so long. I need to just hit reset and forget about it for yeah at least till then. Then maybe second half of the year. And I'm quite I like it because 34 <clears> minutes is sharp. It's 34 10. That's sharp enough for that qualification. That I need to get my finger out. I, I can. I've got no doubt. Do, I can do, do that. It. You would do that. You probably do that now. To be honest. Injuries, but you, you, you're not you, that, that won't take you long to get back to that. I don't think, yeah. So, it's the cool thing is it, it would be two weeks before the French champs. So, if I want to do yeah. well, if I want to PB at the French champs, my PB is like was it 3320, which you know, I've run that in a half before. So, I need to, um, I've, I'd like to get under 33 minutes. So, I've absolutely, I've got what have I got two and a half, three months. So, I, I think it's. And I'm I'm on the way up, so I need to just keep plugging away. But it's it, I'm I'm pleased to have a target again. And I like it. Um, yeah. So that's what's so, the, I take it that the, the the champs is going to be super fast with a stacked field. Well, it's obviously it's qualifying only, so yeah, will do. You've got the so it's thirty four fifteen for under forties, and then I think when you get, I think there is age brackets. I think even if like there, there will be some older guys running slower, but uh, and there's some, but it's a separate men and women's race. So the women who are running. Uh, I think the woman is 38 minutes to qualify, or maybe it's 40 minutes. Anyway, there's there's four from our club, including Fiona, qualified for the women's race. So, um, yeah, and there's obviously it's a, it's a 10K teams champ. So it would be touch and go for me in the Langland lineup to make the top six. But it's quite cool to – I quite fancy going up and doing that, even if I'm not in tip-top shape. So, uh, so yeah, so it should be pretty stacked. So that's the, oh, that's the plan now. Oh, that, that's exciting. That's exciting. I'll tell you what, my next race is, um, it's not really a race, it's a, a run, because it's a park run. But I'm, remember Gary, Gary uh, Morrison? He'll, he'll love a mention on here. He, he, Gary Morrison? Uh, Gary, he went to the stag do, my, my stag do. I think I do remember. Do park, lucid, park, you know Gary, you definitely know Gary. You'll know him. Sorry, sorry, Gary, that Tom doesn't <laughs> Gary, know him. Sorry, doesn't. Gary, <laughs> you better listen to this. I've mentioned it, uh, but anyway, so he's uh, we've got a stag do in, in York, uh, nice. And I was looking at the I was looking at the sort of top top five hundred times or top times in, in the event, and it's like fourteen thirty, and there's basically like one hundred and fifty people who ran under. Wow, uh, 
16 minutes, I think it is, uh, or, or maybe 17 minutes, but it's like a mat. No, I think it could actually be more than that. Uh, but Johnny Brownlee is like second in the event, but it's huh. on the York, it's basically the York race course. It's oh, nice. Middle, but it's like it's basically flat as a pancake, uh, and it's on, on tarmac. That's so cool. I'm, I'm, I've not really been that excited to do a 5K for a while, and I'm actually really looking forward to it. Nice. It's, it's officially measured as well. So, uh, so even even with the laps, uh, if my Garmin says I ran four tens per mile, it's actually, you know, obviously don't don't go by that, but you can actually go by the result because it's a it's an officially measured course. So there you Very go. Good. That's that's my uh, short term goal. I when don't is know that? I'm gonna this this week this weekend. This weekend. Are you on the beers on yeah. Friday night? Aye. Right. <laughs> We're going to the chain, but... Right, you've got lads on the stag do. Kyle runs fast on the stag on the stag do. You've let yourself down. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Well, look at look at the state of me when I usually drink. <laughs> to be honest, I got I got in the East team. Remember that time? I, I do remember East. that. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, that was. But I felt great. You know, like I was hanging, puking under a bush, and then all of a sudden, I perked up, did some strides, felt shite. And then I started running and I just it just all disappeared. All this hanging and all this it closed your head. And then I was like buzzing after my results. I felt really good in the race. And then all of a sudden, like I get back to yours and I'm in the toilet the rest of the night. <laughs> anyway, this is this is poor, this is poor publicity for for um promoting um good healthy living good health and, and wellness in, in the in the field of running. But uh, you know, it's 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 good to look back on these things. Anyway, one thing I wanted to chat to you about as we link it to Team Lingland is um, I'm not sure I'm allowed to announce this, but if I'm not, I could, we can edit it out. What, what I messaged you earlier? Momo's tested positive, hasn't right. he? Of for COVID, yeah. That was uh, <laughs> just to clear that up. I was I was uh, I was saying, I was telling Kyle before earlier that the you know it's serious news when the Lingland WhatsApp group explodes because actually our star performers tested positive for COVID. So Jeez, no one's, is he no one's okay? well. That's the thing. He's you know he's not. Spring chicken. So, yeah, I think he's okay. Uh, he's not running, obviously, which is a bit of a shame. Oh, um, but but from Team Langland, to we get more to other news. One thing I want to mention is I think we should try and get some more, some guests who are informed about this, maybe even some of the get, some of the team themselves. But <laughs> there's a thing that's, I've seen this floating on social media, Team Hour 7, which has got a number of top, it's an ultra team. I'm not sure what that means. But that includes, uh, so Joe Murphy, a, a friend of the show, Scotland International, GB International, she's, She's in there. Um, Rob Sinclair, who we desperately need to get on here at some point. Very, very good. Good. Rob, if you listen, which I highly doubt, get you know. In fact, you know, we should just get in touch with him. I've already, I've already spoke to him about two years ago, saying we'll get you on. And <laughs> just as, as always, these things just don't come to fruition. So, um, I'd like yeah, to know what Rob, it is. So, what is it? What is an well, ultra running well, team? Well, let's uh, let's get them on. Let's let's you know if they want. I'm sure they want to raise their profile. Yeah, uh, let's get them on. Tell us all about our seven. Do you know what, Joe? Joe, I know you listen to this. Joe will uh, be up for it. Joe, you can tell us all about it. How does that sound? I'm asking the question like she's going to reply think, back. But well, yeah. So when I, you're I, running, I, Joe, you know, just say yes. You'll come on. Just Give comment a, on on the socials. Comment, yeah, comment on our socials. Make sure that we're still getting folk engaging with our uh, with, with with our with our posts, our very Mate, few posts on Facebook. Num- you, yeah, numbers are good though. Numbers are. are solid. The the the, pot, the we're obviously getting a New Year's bounce. Everyone's desperate uh, to get fit and healthy. Exactly. So they've made a mistake by listening to <laughs> yeah, no, sorry guys healthy living advice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll maybe take that bit out. Eh? 
So that was anyway, that was well, that was one bit of news. The other thing is so some results um we had it was the uh Getaf sem um was it what do they call it in Spanish medio marathon um which is semi half marathon. What what were you on about? We did this last last week. You started going no, on about the Carlisle resolution runs. What, no, what? this is a real deal. This one um I want to mention that because we had a we had a Scottish rep- representation in there with Robbie Simpson running. Oh, uh, oh okay, I like so, you. Yeah, thank you very much. So, Robbie, um, let me get the, the official results up. There, I can't, there's no link in the notes, folks. So, uh, yeah. That's how TRS works. Yeah, you there's know, no link. To be, to, to be honest, uh, I, I was a bit late to the to the show. Eh? So, Well, Kyle had to put someone to, to bed by the sounds of it. Someone who didn't want to go to bed. Um, Debbie. So we, <laughs> <laughs> the, the results aren't coming up. But, yeah, so we had um, Fat Simpson. What time did he run? I think he ran about 65 minutes. Oh, oh wow. Which That's is, right. uh, yeah, which is, I'm just going to confirm that. Um, but yeah, I, sorry, the, this is, as always, classic TRS. I don't have the results right in front of me. Um, but <laughs> yeah, really good. Well, I know what that's, Java, you'll find it. Yeah, that's exactly, yeah. But I think it's good. Um, it's good to see these sort of, because these, um, these Spanish races always tend to yield some pretty quick results. Um, and, you know, we know that Robbie's not, he's not by no means in marathon mode running at the moment. He's, he's, uh, I think he's heading to the, the trails again this summer. So for him to be able to tune up with a, a pretty swift um, 65-minute half is, is impressive. Uh, we also had on the weekend um, some indoor action. You may know more about this than me. There was uh, um, We had uh, Jenny Selman running very fast. Uh, was it 2 one at the indoors? Yeah, she ran a 2 one which is a fantastic time. Um, just off the... The Commonwealth Games standard. I actually don't know what exactly that is in the World Indoor Standard too. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, you know, Jenny's been improving the last couple of years. She's just really been pushing on with her times, which is which is great. Uh, so, two hundred one eighty four was the time she ran, um, and that was at the. It was an Invitational, which was part of, at the Emirates Arena in Glasgow. Um, but I think, you know, in addition to that fantastic performance by Jenny, we also had um, two world records at the same event, uh, the 4J Studios Masters Indoor 3000 Metre Championships. Of course, yeah. And uh, one of our, our, you know, historic uh, interviewees was none other than Alistair Walker of TV at Dale Harriers landing a, an M65 world record in 9.59. Uh, so eclipsing the... The, the world record for before, which I think I can't remember what it was exactly, but that's a great run from, from Alistair. Uh, hugely talented. You know, he's always been a runner, you know, for obviously, you know what I would say is look back on the archives, folks, and have a listen to his interview, and you'll get a bit of a story of, you know, what his, what his pathway was to where he is now. It's, it's quite interesting. Um, and also, still one of our TRS nominees or TRS masters. Athlete of the Year, Fiona Matheson, Falkirk Victoria Harriers, breaking the W60 world record with a fantastic run of 10.56.89. And I think she ran 11.01 uh, a couple of weeks before, so she's improved in that time. I'm not sure it's a PB as, as such, but certainly from for that age group, uh, a world record. It's amazing. So well done uh, Fiona and Alistair for those performances. Absolutely. Other, I haven't got any other results in mind, but one thing I saw today, just looking ahead, uh, it was really cool to see the 
the team, the, the, the lineups for the Seville Marathon at the end of February announced. Now, we know that that's, uh, you know, a, a lot of English, Scottish, Welsh athletes are all targeting that because it's a perfect time to get qualification for British teams, for Commonwealth teams, etc., Euro teams, and uh, hell of a British lineup, but also hell of a Scottish lineup. Um, I'll read out all the names. Um, so you've got Honorary Scott, Jess Piasecki uh, lining up. Nice. Scottish Scott, Scott and TRS uh, hero, Steph Davis. Rose Harvey, who ran an incredible debut last year, ran well. Uh, Sonia Samuels, Natasha Cockrum, and Naomi Mitchell. And the most on the men's side, Moadan, and then Derek Hawkins. Very exciting to see him back in a, on the starting line of a marathon. Josh Griffiths, Matt Klaus, Andy Davies, Matthew Crean, Ross Braden, Ollie Lockley, and Adam Clark. So, I mean, really, really lit in terms of that sort of. Uh, that's a that's a solid British race, best. It? it is, yeah. I mean, it might as well be a trial race. You know, it's it's very cool. So very excited to see how that goes. So that's twentieth of Feb. So we'll uh, maybe preview that a bit close to the time. But from what I've seen on social media, it looks like uh, Steph is getting some pretty solid training in in a warm weather um, place, so which is good. So hopefully she can both her and her Derek and Jess can run some pretty fast times. The in terms of fast times, is one. One result that we forgot to mention was uh, our Olympic bronze medalist, Josh Kerr. Uh, he was taking part in the Wanaka, the Wanaka, the Wanamaker Mile in New York, which is the Milrose Games uh, event. And uh, he ended up, he, he smashed Chris O'Hare's indoor mile record from 352 to 352.91 to 352.27, uh, which is actually just, shy of Peter Elliott's indoor UK record of 352.02. So um, I'm interested, I'll be quite intrigued to see if he has another stab at a mile to try and break the UK record. So but then, obviously, you know, he's Josh is on fine form, you know, after an epic year last year of getting, you know, the 1500 metre bronze. So I'll be, yeah, looking forward to seeing what he's going to produce this season as well. See at the same meet, um, uh, this is awful. I'm blanking. Um, I'm absolutely blanking on what I was going to say. <laughs> Just uh, oh yeah, this is any so, any yeah. indication or clue? Uh, yeah. So at the same meet, uh, Nick same Willis. Bit. That's what I'm looking for. That's right. Nick sub Willis. four minutes. So Nick that's... Willis ran sub four minutes. Which so at the start of the year, so on. So he's run until this year. He'd run 19 years in a row. He'd run sub four minute for a mile every one of those years. Yeah. Now on the first of January, he did a. He did like literally at, at midnight. He did a, an attempt and he missed out by it was fractions. We watched the the stream the next day and he was just outside it. Anyway, he great to see he went again and sure enough he got it, which is just incredible. The longevity of that man's career it's absolutely I'm I'm blown away by it. And you know he's now you know he's now uh, eight years old, isn't he? Exactly, ambassador for Tracksmith. He's still training with some some of the top pros around where he's based with the likes of Mason Furlick and whatnot. So it's really, I was very pleased to see him get it. Um, I don't know if there's, if he's thinking about 21 years or not, but 20 is just absolutely incredible. As someone once, as I saw, I'm going to steal someone's joke from Twitter, but for me, I've, I've run, that's 36 years. I've not run sub four minutes, you know, for it's <laughs> that to, someone to go 20 years in that sort of sequence is, is inc- amazing. An absolute legend of the sport. Oh, that's that's incredible. Um, yeah, uh, I, I suppose on to slightly different news, but on the same sort of event, uh, do you see Asbel Kiprops making a comeback as well? Is he? I did not see that. Yeah. 
so yeah he obviously got done for doping but um I'm not sure how well that will be received but uh I'll yeah. see that after the false I'm Dogan ban I made a promise to be back false <laughs> can never decide our destiny hashtag I'll be back <laughs> there you go Love it. Anyway, well, uh, oh, it's been a, an interesting episode. It's been an, an it has been. Entertaining, entertaining episode. But before we finish off, we've got two things we need to do. In fact, one of them, I'm not actually sure. It's the TRS short-sighted. Did we, did we I get any? No, I, I didn't see what any have been getting media. Is, What we have been getting is some requests, uh, which uh, we will respond to and um, we will try and serve the 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 um the, the demand that, yep. that we have for those shorts if we have those sizes um but anyway trs run of the week goes to tommy who is it yeah run of the week i think it's got to be jenny selman jenny i i've got to agree i've got to i think um that 201 and knowing you know how she's come through the ranks i think's fantastic has yeah. jenny not already got trs run of the week before because she has, has and she's never been on the show. Jenny, I don't know if you listen, you probably don't probably as well. Don't. But uh, you know, we'll we'll get in get in touch with that. In fact, you probably we'll don't get, get out, in touch. we'll get we'll, we'll get, get in touch with you at some point. I think yeah, she'd be great we'll, to get on actually. Yeah, she would. So yeah, yeah, great run from Jenny. And uh that kind of rounds everything off, I think. So as always, listeners, if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can get in touch with us on tartanrunningshorts at gmail.com. That's probably the best way to get in touch with us. Uh, the social media feeds, we do keep an eye on them. Twitter is at Tartan Shorts, Instagram at Tartan Running Shorts, and Facebook is at Tartan Running Shorts. So, Kyle, what's, what's, what have you got this week? What's coming up? Well, I've, I've already told you I've got a stag weekend. Oh, you've got a stag, of course you do, yeah. And then I've got a the, stag run, a park you know, run. Stag run and a park run. So, I, I'm no, again, I've got no idea how it's going to go. Both the stag do and the, the park run. Uh, but I'll, I'll do my best in both 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 accolades, I suppose. Um, Very good. What about you, Tommy? What have you got? Uh, usual bit of running. Uh, I'm actually, we, we're hosting a belated Burns night this week on Thursday with some uh, work colleagues coming around for that. So that'll be a nice, nice. way to uh, to get some French people to read Burns, which would be highly entertaining. And, and then on, you've been you've been speaking French a lot, so you'll. you'll I have been. Do you know what? one of the Champagne House tours we did was fully in French, which was a bit of a, a bit of a challenge. But uh, that's was probably why what I was talking was bollocks before because I didn't pick it up properly. <laughs> um, well, so well, that's talking, talking about French uh, and, and people who you've been you know chatting to. We were talking about the park run uh, a couple that you took part. Oh in yes, a ago and um, this is it the one of the participants. Uh, well, one of the organizers from Aberdeen or something. That's right. Yeah. So and she lives in Paris and she just discovered tartan running shorts. So welcome, so, Fiona. So me, I think it is. Fiona, that's right. So yeah, yeah we should have mentioned that early on. Emailing yeah, us no. there, increase her inbox size, but no. Yeah. So I need to. Um, yeah. So actually, that was. Uh, was it an email? I don't see what the email. Anyway, I need it to was, get it back. Yeah. I need that ah, here. here we go. Go. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Fiona, Fiona Terrace. That's Fiona Terrace. Yeah. So Fiona, I was I was chuffed a bit to get that email actually uh, to the account because Fiona. <laughs> so it turns out Fiona is a is a you know moved lived in France for a while in Paris for uh, for forty years now in Paris. Uh, she's she's a regular at the Paris Park Run in Bois de Boulogne, and uh, and and yeah is uh, is. Was just happened to tune in because she's uh, she wanted to hear about Debbie's story on the spine race last week and and uh, and yeah, it turns out she was the, obviously this is I, I'm talking about the park and I did and she was the tailwalker that week so absolutely bizarre so re- thank yeah. you for getting in touch um, 
she also says if she's got a couple of running friends at Total, if she if I'm interested, I assume that she knows I work for Total. There you go. But if she doesn't, she's you, got no friends. Which yeah. uh, I, I don't know if these people he's he's got they're coming around. They're real, but you know you never know. Yeah. There you go. Well, the potential. Yeah. Though, eh? So that's cool. So I think I'm going to try and get to the party on Saturday just to. Even I, I've just got an easy one like on Saturday, but then on Sunday I'm going to the Six Nations. I'm going to Scot- uh, to France, Italy. Oh, so that's that, sweet. Eh? Boom. Well, just before uh, you know, you just touched on Debbie, Mark, and Sandy. We obviously had her on, her on a couple of weeks ago. The news is that she is in Badwater. Uh, oh I, yes. I, I, I was trying to like search uh, frantically to see there was a live stream of the announcement, the announce the the entrance for the event. So. I, I started listening to it and I got a bit bored. So apologies, Debbie. But I saw on Twitter she's uh, she's in. So that's that's amazing. And anyone who hasn't heard the bad word, have it. Just look at it. It's just brutal. But uh, you know, as a as a fellow ginger, I think she'll. Uh, and but she has lived in Dubai, which is more than I can say for myself. I think she'll be absolutely fine. And you know, the spine winner, she'll she's uh, she's got a huge opportunity to make a mark in that event. That's for sure. So. Congratulations, Debbie. Well, I think that is uh, on that great bit of news. Uh, we'll wrap up there. But listeners, have a good week. Um, enjoy Alan McIver, and we will speak to you next week. See you later.